Resurrection Day, you're hearing it on uh, our Jewish brothers call it uh, Passover. And this is, we taping, actually taping this on Good Friday just for a timestamp. Um, get your Bibles and go to Revelation 3 19. Before I get into the scripture, I want to preface what I'm saying. I've been, there's a number of scriptures that I have been meditating that reveal the glory of God. And there's some revelations in there that I need to get to you. Um, we've been ministering. If you go to uh, Apostle Chris Ward, Voice of Dominion, uh, on YouTube, you will see we've been ministering on radical evangelism for the last two weeks. Evangelism is one of the quickest and most succinct ways to fulfill, to find your purpose. And we're talking about a personal evangelist now, personal evangelism, which is a person who is just caught on fire for the Lord, who is filled with the Spirit. We talked about that uh, over on over on um, YouTube, so you need to go back and listen to that because these two programs, uh, the Voice of Dominion radio broadcast, which you're listening to now, and the Voice of Dominion uh, YouTube that we do every Saturday at 9.30. I go live. I have a praise and worship song. You'll probably hear the music is normally concurrent. When I change... Um, subjects or shift gears to give further in uh, revelation and insight into the word of God. Normally the music changes too. I'm, this music that by um, Marvin Sapp inspired me every day praise. We need to be praising God every day. But one of the revelations that as I have continued to meditate scriptures, wherever, wherever I have a challenge, I meditate scripture. Meditation is the quickest way to heal and restore your soul. Uh, Psalms 23 says, Thou restorest my soul. How do you do that? Through meditation of the scripture. And if you go to John 6, 63, let's go there real quick. I'm shifting gears. John 6, 63. And we're coming back to Revelation 3, verse 19. So please do not lose that, um, that your place that John 6 
63, and this is an important principle. I cannot tell you how important this is because there's a restoration of the mind that needs to take place every day. Why? Because the rivers and streams of wickedness and the disavowing of Jesus Christ, God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the Father as the creator and owner, Jesus as the inheritor, and the transfer of the power to us, and the Holy Spirit is the administrator that gives us the revelation and insight that walks with us every day. Um, John 6.63 says, uh, let's go to 6.62. John 6.62 says. John 6.62. What if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. Okay, stop right there. It's the spirit that quickeneth. What spirit? Not your spirit, the Holy Spirit. That word quickeneth means to make alive. It becomes a rhema word at that point. Go ahead. The words that I speak unto you, they are. You skipped some stuff. You skipped the second part of that scripture. The sk- it, it is, is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. Okay, so the flesh profiteth nothing. These are important revelations because many times and the, the affairs of the world are changing. Politics, religion, which is I go to church, but you cannot find any of what's going on in church in the word. That's religion, man-made tradition. Okay, And then you have the economic realm, which is totally off the hook now. Stuff is changing every day. I was listening to a bank president this morning who was a, a, the bank president of, of, of uh, Bank of America. And they putting billions of dollars into some. They want to go to, what was it, Mars or the, or the moon? They wanted to go to and build a living facility for somebody on Mars and the moon. Why would you do that? God re- recreated the earth. Here in this earth's realm for man specifically. And then as the guy talked to him, and this was on the Bloomberg because the man was um, um, was the ex-president of Morehouse who became the president of Bank of America. And they're spending billions of dollars. All these people starving down here, and they're spending billions of dollars in interstellar research as to how to build a living facility on another planet. God remade this planet for us and told us to take dominion over that. But now they see that all this wickedness is going forth in every genre. You got the, the, the political realm, which is the um, realm of politics through the bent authority or uh, supplanting of the authority that God gave man in Genesis chapter one. He gave him everything. Man had total control, but with, as as wickedness continue, as the disavowing of Jesus Christ and the wickedness of this world system, when you leave Jesus out, uh, continues to proliferate itself. They start looking for other ways to do stuff. Yeah, we've disavowed God, but then he said, the man asked me, so well, do you think there's there's life on other planets? He said, just in the Milky Way galaxy that we live in, there are. 5,000 or more planets that are the distance from the sun that could possibly have life. Well, what about the life here on Earth? Is anybody concerned about that? I am. 
And one of the reasons that this this kind of foolishness, and he's a leader. Now, this is listen. This is the ex CEO of one of the largest Fortune 500 banks in the world. Selah, I want you to think about that. Talking about what life could be, and they're spending billions of dollars in research, but also to create a a a bubble, if you will, for man to live and multiply on other planets. If God wanted us to do that, He would He would gave us that. I'm writing a book now called The Three Seasons of Faith, man. It talks about that stuff. So you got politics, you got economics, you got the religious realm, which is dead, D-E-A-D, because nobody's meditating. Half the, listen, half the, more than three quarters of the word that you hear in a church or on a radio or a gospel program, the men of God have not meditated that scripture. See, this scripture here says, it is the spirit that giveth, giveth, that quickeneth, and the flesh profit of nothing. If if I go to a list of scriptures that I know, knew from, from some time ago, and I'm just going to stick them in your ear without meditating, because every, every scripture in this Bible, if you meditate, it will come alive and begin to create revelation and give you the insights into the time that they were living, the intent of God, and what he wants you to get out of it. When you meditate it. So because you knew a scripture from Bible school 35 years ago, doesn't mean that it's alive for you today. It's not quickened by the Holy Spirit. Why did I go to this scripture? He quickened my spirit to take you here right now. This is an important principle. Meditation of the word. And it's, it's my sister's that she said, listen, you need to, you need to teach a series on meditating the word. It, it don't take a series. All you need to do is do it. It says it is the spirit that quickened it, that makes a lie. Makes what a lie? The revelation, the character, the person of God, the father. The blood of Jesus and all that it has given me, because that's where we're going with this on a on a, on an Easter Sunday night when you're hearing this. The blood of Jesus has given us total authority over everything here in this earth to the same extent that God the Father and Jesus Christ has in the kingdom of God. This is our kingdom here. If we understand, receive the revelation that he has given all authority to us in this earth to model the kingdom of God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does that get, how does that happen? Go to Matthew and read that. Okay? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to model Jesus Christ, his throne, his authority that's been given to him through the blood sacrifice that he made on that cross. We're supposed to model all that here. Read it again, John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Stop right there. So, so what, what you you see an example of that now? This was not on my script. I have a script. I have meditation scriptures that I have been meditating that I'm going to go to. If I don't get to them today, guess what? It doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now, this is a rhema word. If you don't do this and you don't learn how to do this, you're not going to make it. Your physical and mental health will slip. Your finances will go down. 
Okay, and you will not be able to receive wisdom from the spirit of God in this earth realm, which means you just are sitting duck. You just surviving. You just getting old. You just getting decrepit. You just getting broke. And you just got more problems than you ever thought you would ever have because that's the time that we live in. And if you don't have this scripture working for you, this is a rhema word. Y'all better hear me now. It is the spirit that quickeneth, that brings alive what? The purposes, the wills, the intents of God in your life, generally for the circumstances you may be in, in your life, for your purpose, in your money, how to get it, how to keep it, how to multiply it. It's all in the word, but you got to be meditating the scripture to stay with it. The flesh property of nothing. This world system is nothing but the flesh. It's the flesh. It's run by carnal, unbelieving, God disavowing men. They do not read the Bible. They do not go to church. They do not give Jesus the glory. I heard an athlete uh, recently that won a national championship and all through the celebrations and all the interviews out of all these athletes that was there, that got a chance to play in the women's final four and ended up in the championship game out of about 150 interviews of people, of coaches, of people, of the system that they were around their athletic system. I heard one person say the name of Jesus. Just one. And, I, and as I recall, I don't remember them saying Jesus, but I want to give God the glory. I think it's the, it's the exact quote. What God, first of all, Jesus is the God and Lord of the universe. Okay. And he inherited that from his father when he went to the cross. Okay. So read that all the way through from me now. And we're going down, down the road. I always do this, but I'm following the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. Okay. John six sixty four. But there are some of you. Start back at Start back at the beginning. Okay. See, one it, scripture can change your life. Sixty-three. It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. They are spirit, and the spirit. Watch before you were born. God sent your human spirit created by him into the womb of your mother through the seed of your father. And there was life born. See, the spirit giveth life. The spirit decided you the exact time and date and place where you were going to be born. He decided who your parents were. See, and then you were born with an innate set of iniquities, depending on who your mom and daddy was and who their mom and daddy was on both sides and who their mom and daddy was, great-grandma and great blah, 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 for uh, I don't know how many generations your people been here. But all of us go all the way back to Adam and Eve in the garden. That quickeneth and the flesh profiteth nothing. You can't decide, you couldn't decide who your parents were. You could not. That was preordained by God before the foundations of the world. Okay? It is the spirit that quickeneth, that gives life, and the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, the rhema word that he'll give you in a situation. What happens is, you, 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 you may right now, and somebody prayed for me yesterday. I'm fighting through a challenge 
of having 2010 eyesight. Somebody said 2010. 2010 is the highest measurable form of eyesight that they have in the earth through the science and of uh, ophthalmology, macular degeneration, and all that. 2010. That means that 10 at 10 feet, I can see and have better. My my I twenty it's it's twice the twice twenty twenty vision. Somebody said, "What is perfect vision?" Twenty twenty. Because I asked the woman, I said, "Well, what does that mean?" Twenty twenty. She said, "Well, that's the per that's the most accurate measure that we have for perfect sight." But some people see beyond that, and that's what I started believing. I said, "Well, what's the 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 the, the standard for the best sight ever recognized by men?" That we talk about physical sight. Now we're not talking about spiritual sight, because the Word of God will give you spiritual sight in, and insight. She said, "2010," and I'm having with dark colors, poorly lit places. My cornea, iris, and pupil opening and closing. My optic nerve uh, giving me the actual, actual perception, depth perception, and the configuration in my mind so I can recognize figures that I should recognize. See? And, and, and my daughter prayed for me yesterday, and she prayed that same prayer because when I go into it, it's the spirit that quickened it. She said, I pray for my my daddy's his his cornea, his iris, his pupil, his optic nerve. Wow. That's the same prayer I've been praying for over a year now. I started wearing glasses uh about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. And then he sent me to a, a macular specialist. Macular and he the first thing the doctors do want to do, they want to give you a negative um uh they want to give you a negative diagnosis. And they want to give you some stuff and talk about surgery and talk about blah, 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 blah. I'm not going through that. It's the word that quickens my eyes. Somebody said, well, what was the word that God gave you? I'll, I'm going to take you to it in just a minute. I know I'm off the beaten path, but the revelation of Jesus Christ has shown me that Jesus is the answer for every situation, place, person, and thing that you will encounter in this life through the word of God. Without the interception or interference or supplanting of the world system as a solution. That's the way I live. I live that way. I, I, I'm, I'm not just walking through here. And I told her I have glasses and the glasses they gave me. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it makes it worse sometimes. It's just when, when I'm reading something at a certain distance, they made the glasses to operate at a certain distance. Okay, where I can see smaller letters, 10 to 15 feet. But what about when I'm trying to read something on my phone or I'm trying to read a book at arm's length? It's supposed to have bifocals on it that are, that are blended. And I can't, it don't, I can't see nothing, man. And the lenses they gave me, the lenses and the, fr the frames they got me sit too tight on my face. And I'm always getting oil from my, from my cheeks and all that stuff on there. I got to clean them five times a day. See, it's whenever you go to man for a solution. But right now, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'll wear the glasses until the spirit quickeneth my eyes to see. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit, which means what? The Bible said that the spirit quickening. They are spirit, which means it's going to make it alive. 
How alive? Alive like Jesus Christ sitting on the throne now, sitting at the right hand of the Father. I never see in the word where Jesus had to put glasses on. I never see in the world where he's sitting around here talking about, I'm old, I don't feel good, blah, 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 blah. That's all the world system. That's the corruption of your soul based on you believing the world system more than you believe Jesus Christ and his word. You depending on the world systems more than you depend on the paraclete, the comforter, the spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's spiritus santus. You put more creeds in all this world stuff and what they say and what you think and what you think. See, when you meditate scripture, it changes the way you think. It's like getting a root canal. Somebody said, oh, don't even talk about that. That is one of the most dreaded oral surgeries there, a root canal. They're going to pull that old rotten tooth out. They're going to drill down to the very roots where the life of that tooth is, and they're going to dig it all out, and then they're going to fill it up, and then they're going to put a cap on top of it. So you have a new tooth that, that will never rot again. And see, that's what the word, that's what that word quickeneth means. That's a good picture of what quickeneth means. If you depend on God, you don't have to have another root canal. You don't have to wear glasses. You don't have to get feeble-minded. Me talking about how old you are and all that kind of stuff. There is no time or distance in the spirit. So I said, well, how old are you, Chris Ward? I'm 20 years old. My eyes are not dim, nor is my natural force abated. What? I'm and I should live to be 120. Jesus said, with well, long life. That word life is the same word here, life. It, guess what? The human body was created to regenerate every cell and every system in your body every seven years. Once you reach the age of 30, you are your body was designed to renew itself so that you never age after age 30. Because we've lived in this sinful world, taking on the sinful precepts and concepts and listening to all these lies and lived in this world of sin and done sin. Hello. It ain't. Listen, every man that's ever been born need Jesus and needs the blood of Jesus Christ. I speak to you that they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. See, that's the, that's the problem. You don't believe it. You don't have faith. So I immediately, now watch this. Let me see if I can find the scripture. Uh, go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. This is the word of spirit and life. Because I was sitting there and in the eye doctor, in the macular, not my, my regular ophthalmologist, but he had sent me to a specialist because when he looked at my eyes, he saw some stuff he didn't, he didn't, he didn't see, he didn't, he didn't think was good. He said, I'm going to send you to a specialist, Deuteronomy. Let me see. Let me see if I can find this scripture. I'm fishing right now. Deuteronomy 6, and let's go to 4. Let's see what it says here. Deuteronomy 6, 4. It might be 610. 
Okay, I'm I'm gonna find it because I'm gonna look the word up now. Abate, because that's the word I'm looking for. Y'all said he's saying he's supposed to be a preacher. He should have all this. No, I'm preaching quickening word life to you. A B A T E D. Okay, let's search it. Okay. And the water's abated. Uh-huh. Deuteronomy 34-7. There it is. Deuteronomy 34-7. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Now, I'm sitting in the doctor's office. Okay. Looking. Stuff looking fuzzy. Okay. You know, that's what they say about macular degeneration. The clarity of your ability to be able to see clearly what, what's in front of you. And I was sitting there. And they had... They had given me a shot. He gave me a shot into my arm of of some kind of dye so that when I saw the doctor, this is my first visit to the macular, uh, macular doctor office, right? So he could he had a scope and a bright light, and they put the thing on your eye, and he could look all the way down to your cornea, your, your pupil, your optic nerve. He could see everything. In other words, that film allowed him to see where your optic nerve was, your cornea, your iris, your pupil, and where your uh, uh, all the parts of the working eye. And he told me, he said, Chris, you have macular degeneration. And I didn't say anything because a lot of times doctors would get offended. I didn't want to offend him. But as soon as he left the room, he said, listen, I need to take you to the other room so we, we, I can look at the x-rays. Because what they did, they took snapshots, and he wanted to blow them up so he could see clearly. He told me what he saw, but they took an x-ray or a snapshot. So he, they was going, he said, well, that'll take a few minutes. And he had about 200 people. In the time that I was in that office, in an hour and a half, he had 200 people go through that office that had eyesight problems. And a lot of them was getting scheduled for surgery and all this. And I was sitting there and I said, Lord, I do not receive macular degeneration. I said, Lord, I turn to the Holy Spirit to give me a spirit that will quicken my flesh. That is spirit and life that I can meditate. Now watch this scripture here. It says here in Deuteronomy 30, 34, 7, read it for me. It says Deuteronomy 34, 7, and Moses was a hundred and thirty years old. Twenty. Excuse me, hundred and twenty years old when he died. Stop right there. Now, what is your life expectancy? I'm sixty-seven years young. I'm vital. Uh, uh, everything I could do at twenty, I can do it now. That's my confession of faith, and do it to the same extent. Hello. Have the same vitality. Have the same healing speed. As I had when I was 20 years old. Because, you know, I was, I'm was i a retired football player. Hall of Famer at Ohio State. And then I went on and played eight years in the NFL. And every every day in practice, and especially once the season starts, let's go before that, let's go to training camp. Okay? Training camp. Oh, my God. Training camp. You get something hurting you every day because somebody stepping on your foot. Your fingers is getting mad, mangled up. You you running. You falling on the ground. You you jolting your shoulders and everything around. But it says, and I'm gonna end this here. Go ahead and read it again. Deuteronomy, <clears throat> excuse me, thirty four seven. And Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died. When he died. Now he he lived to be. 
I don't know nobody on the face of the earth that lived to be 120 or or more in this earth, in this earth realm. I do not. Keep reading. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes was not dim. Nor his eyes were not dim. Wasn't no macular degeneration. Now, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, and I'm changing my life exponentially every day. Okay. It says his eyes were not dim. Nor his natural force abated. What does that mean? He still could. He told, listen, Moses told, jo- Moses told Joshua, he said, listen, I can go out and come in with the, with, the, with, the, with the oldest, with the youngest. I'm a warrior. Moses could do what he needed to do, whenever he needed to do. His eye was not dim, nor was his natural force abated. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now, is your opportunity. Go ahead. Romans 10, 9 and 10 is your promise of um, faith. If you should confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and then with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just read a P after me. Dear God, forgive me for my sins. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, come into my heart, live inside of me. Fill me with your power overflowing. Show me my purpose. Amen. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you can call me at 424-261-3208. You can email me at wardint at hotmail.com. Make sure you put Voice of Dominion on the subject line. You can visit us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue every Saturday morning at 9 at nine o'clock. We have prayer. And at 930, I come in with the word and praise and we get right into it. We love you. Send us a donation at G-A-M-N dot L-I-F-E. This is Apostle Chris Ward. Go to the donation page and send us an offering. We love you.